I was trying to talk in through my desktop, did not work out, so I will just be speaking through the Trondau account. Um, I appreciate you all for being here. We have phenomenal co-host here with Misari, so very, very excited. Um, give me a moment to invite everybody from the Trondau team up, and then, of course, uh, more members from the Misari team. Uh, please raise your hand so I can invite you guys up, and uh, we can uh, get things going. So yeah, yeah, very, very excited about today. Um, it will be a a deep dive discussion on the Tron Network um, with Masari. We also have uh, other phenomenal guests such as ChainGPT and some members of their team, um, along with uh, AI Tech, who should be joining in soon. Um, we also have some, uh, excuse me, community members from the Tron DAO team as well. Um, so we're very excited about that. So. Please give us a couple more minutes and we will have everyone um, join as speakers and then we will go ahead and get started. Okay. Do, do, do. So who from, I think, Average Joe's Crypto, you guys are with the Masari team. How are you doing today? GM, GM, can you hear me? Yes. Sweet. So yeah, uh, my name is Average Joe's Crypto. I'm a research analyst over on the Mazari team, and I had the pleasure of writing the uh, Q4 report for Tron uh, this past quarter. So super excited to, you know, talk the stuff, talk about Tron, and dive into the report. Love it, love it. We're very excited to get your insight as well. Is there anyone else from your team that's here that we should bring up to speak? Uh. I, I think I'm the only analyst on the call for this one. But, gotcha. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So give me one second then. Uh, okay. All right. I guess let's just go ahead and get started. We have uh, Feroz and Ejaz on the call as well, who are from the uh, Tron Dow team. Um, and uh, so here's the stage that we will be doing for today's Twitter space. Um. We're going to be discussing, obviously, the Tron DAO report, or excuse me, the Masari report on the Tron network. Um, from there, we are going to do a deeper dive into our Hackathon Season 6. Ejaz is going to speak on that for a little bit. So it's some very exciting stuff that we have announced. Uh, and then after that, we're going to allow a, a quick intro from our guests, ChainGPT and AI Tech, to speak for about two, three minutes. And then we're going to start giving some questions to the uh, Masari team to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, what they found in the report and, and all that amazing stuff. So uh, to get things started, let's just go ahead and have the Masari team give an introduction. And, and then we'll go into a quick introduction on our Hackathon. And then we'll get into the, the weeds of things. So um, go ahead, Average Joe or the Masari team. would love to get an intro from you guys. 
Yeah, sure. Thanks for introducing me. Uh, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Average Joe's Crypto. I am a research analyst uh, over at Mazari. Uh, I love all things crypto, but this past quarter, I had the pleasure of writing uh, Tron's Q4 quarterly report, uh, getting to learn more about Tron and diving into all the fascinating stuff and great metrics and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, so super excited to be here, talk more about the report and uh, everything going on over at Tron Dow. Love it. Love it. Okay, cool. And uh, so as you all know, today, Hackathon Season 6 has launched. So let's get into that a little bit before we do a deeper dive into what the Tron Network is offering. So Ejaz, he's kind of our lead in terms of the Hackathon side of things or the logistics. So Ejaz, feel free to speak on this a little bit, um, and then we'll continue on. Hello, everyone. Pleasure to be here. And it's exciting news to launch Hackathon Season 6 today. We've been working on this nonstop for, for weeks now to, you know, enhance from what happened for season five. So excited that we can get to do this today on Twitter space as well. Um, so season six is for the Hackathon. It's, it's an exciting event for Hackathon enthusiasts who want to push the boundaries essentially for the blockchain universe. And we're upping the, the prizes this uh, season to about 650,000 in, uh, prizes as well as energy prizes and we can get into that in just a bit as well um so our goal is to you know push the initiative um have developers and community members both get involved work together and create solutions to help power the blockchain world um so people will be able to start registering today on dev posts and it starts from today the 20th all the way the deadline will be may 7th um and so um a few updates from this season that we didn't have last season is we have a one new track. It's called the integration track, essentially. And this track is for focusing on projects who want to integrate already current uh, Tron and BitTorrent chain protocols into their uh, new projects. And then we also have a thing called Demo Week, where we can get projects who want to kind of get more um, visibility with um, more of our sponsors and potentially have those uh, both part parties meet together to potentially you know move forward their projects to whatever capacity they believe it'll happen. So um, we're excited to uh, introduce those two new things for Hackathon season six this uh, this season. Um, you know, as always, we're always excited to you know see how the community um, reacts to a lot of um, our changes. We've seen so many updates happening already. And then um, the last thing I'd say is I'm encouraging anyone who's a developer, a builder, and anyone who's not and is in the community and wants to kind of get more hands in, please do it in our forum at Tron at forum.trondao and then just get involved. So it's exciting for season six to finally be here. Um, so thank you. Yes. Love it. Love it. Well, let's go into our guests too to give a little introduction on themselves for about three minutes and then we'll dive in. So let's start off with ChainGPT. Um, they are a diamond sponsor of our upcoming Hackathon, which is starting today. Um, so ChainGPT, the floor is yours. Feel free to tell us um, what you guys are working on and everything there. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, great. So super happy to be here. I'm Sharon, based in Amsterdam, CMO at ChainGPT. Uh, super excited to be also sponsors for the hackathon and supporting builders and being part of the community. 
So uh, a little bit of intro about us. Uh, we are a leading provider for AI powered infrastructure for crypto and blockchain. Uh, we have a suite of uh, AI products uh, from smart contract auditor and generation and AI bots uh, and community management uh, bots, um, NFT generation uh, generator bot. Um, so the intersection between uh, crypto and, and AI, that's what we do. We also have um, top-notch uh, launchpad where we incubate, accelerate, and do IDOs. Um, so that's in a nutshell. And as I said, we are one of the sponsors. So we also gonna provide credits and tech support and uh, helping projects to integrate to our product um, uh, with SDK and API. And uh, a little bit what's gonna happen in the next few months, we're gonna release uh, a new auditing tool, uh, it's called CryptoGuard, um, really, really soon, a grant program and more crazy things. Um, yeah, so super happy to be here. Uh, that, that's about it. Awesome, awesome. All right, and now uh, last but not least, let's go into AI tech. Um, I believe we have Marcus and Louie who are speaking. I think Marcus dropped off again. So Louie, if you're there, feel free to give us a little intro on what you guys are doing at AI tech. Okay, hey, hey everyone, uh, it's an honor to be here. At, uh, so I'm Luis from the AI tech team. So uh, for the last eight years, I've been uh, in the tech world and lately in the last three years, I'm all in, in the crypto and AI, in the crypto and AI world. So uh, at AI tech, we are on a mission to make uh, AI, uh, democratic AI, AI accessible for everyone, leveraging uh, blockchain technology. And uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, dive into it. To this exciting journey with you all today yeah awesome love it love it and then marcus i think you're also here with ai tech um we can hear you Sorry. oh yes uh, i just had to double check my turn my mic sorry for a second uh thank you lewis for giving the introduction um uh, thank you for having us here today excited to be part of the discussion awesome awesome all right, well, let's go ahead and get started, everyone. So again, thank you all so much. Happy Tuesday. I hope you all had a great long weekend. If you had a long weekend, if not, I still hope you had a great weekend. So um, let's get started. Uh, so key insights from the Masari report. I want to touch up on our protocol uh, revenue growth. So I would love it if um, somebody from the Masari team, Average Joe, if you can touch up on a little bit on these key metrics as to the positioning that Tron has um, in terms of protocol revenue annually and what that compares to with Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, if you can touch up on that, um, that would be great. And that would be my first question, or I guess for Mark, for the start of the call. Yeah, sure. So uh, happy to talk about that. So yeah, first uh, looking at the numbers. So for Q4, uh, Tron had a revenue of $119 million. Uh, that was up 13.9% quarter over quarter and up actually 148% uh, year over year. So really impressive growth. And for those of you that don't know, uh, revenue is just referring to transaction fees on Tron, all TRX that's spent uh, on fees is essentially burned. So yeah, so so what does this all mean? So I like to think of fees as basically a signal of how like useful uh, your blockchain is. And Tron being the number third network obviously has a use. So looking at the other ones like bitcoin's use is decentralized money stateless money and 
users are willing to pay a high premium for that. Uh, Ethereum is, you know, the first basically world computer and you can build applications and stuff like that. And then where Tron's revenue growth, uh, what what their product market fit is, is basically stablecoin transfers. And, you know, this is something that I think non-Western uh, people definitely appreciate more in, in third world countries and stuff like that is that, you know, US dollars are extremely valuable to them. And Tron has basically filled out this this niche in the market that basically they enable everyone globally to spend and transact in US dollars. And people are are willing to pay lots of fees for this because it's such a great service. So so yeah, so I mean Tron's revenue growth can really is just really drives down to how important Tron is for so many people globally across the world. Uh, to be able to use U.S. dollars and not just, you know, not just on the blockchain, but like buying real life services and goods for it. Yeah, that, that's awesome to hear. Can you touch up a little bit on the utility that the Tron network may be able to provide and more of a competitive advantage to other blockchains? Um, just to kind of sidestep to what you were talking about when you described, you know, protocol fees and what that really means. Yeah, absolutely. So, so why, so. As I mentioned earlier, Ethereum is used for applications. So why isn't this stuff happening on Ethereum? Well, it's simple. Ethereum is very expensive to use. So once uh, a lot of people are start using the network and stuff, gas fees get exponentially higher. So you know, if you want to buy ten dollars worth of groceries or stuff like that, you know, on Ethereum you might have to end up paying ten times that in fees. So that's obviously not feasible. So what Tron is able to do is Tron offers significantly lower uh, transaction fees, and uh, actually my Q4 report covers that. So the average transaction fee for uh, Tron in Q4 was 27 cents. So this is significantly lower than uh, networks like Bitcoin and Ethereum. So that's why Tron is able to enable this unique UK case of stablecoin transfers that other networks just simply can't. Yeah, and to touch up on that too, it, could you also talk about the resource model a little bit and how our, in a technological foresight, you know, putting speculation aside, how the resource model can be utilized to um, reimburse or offset fees from basically nothing. Can you touch up a little bit on that and the staking dynamics that the Tron network has seen recently? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I touch on this in my report. So basically how Tron works a little different, uh, although it's EVM compatible, its gas fees work a little bit different. So Tron has uh, this concept of resources. Uh, so instead of gas, they use energy and bandwidth. Uh, so energy is, I'm sorry, bandwidth is gas that's spent on transactions, whereas energy is gas that's spent on a smart contract call. So basically it breaks down two separate types of uh, ways to spend money on the network for transaction fees. And another cool thing is, so unlike take Ethereum, for example, you know, if you want to do a transaction, you have to spend that ETH out of your wallet. In Tron, you actually uh, can stake TRX for resource acquisition. Um, and then I have those numbers as well. Um, sorry. Got to just find it in my notes. Yeah, all good. If I'm going off the report, it should be a 4% year over year increase. So it's around. Oh, 4, yes, 6. yes, 1. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For total stake increase. So, yeah. So year over year, uh, TRX increase, uh, the stake increased by 4%. So that tells us a couple things. Uh, Going back to resources, you know, obviously more people want to acquire these resources for cheap rather than having to spend TRX to do it. And then also it 
it strengthens the network. So the more TRX at stake, uh, you know, the more say that users have over who super representatives are and stuff like that. So, yeah, so it's really beneficial to see uh, TRX increasingly being staked more and more as the year goes on. Yeah, and, and the total number, I believe, is 46.1 billion and counting. So for anyone in the audience that wants to do a deeper dive on their own, feel free to check the pinned tweet at the top. It should be, uh, it should link the Misari report, which Average Joe was so kind enough to put together for us and the Misari team. Um, so please feel free to check that out. Uh, now, moving forward, you mentioned stablecoins, and you know that's kind of like our bread and butter on Tron. It's something that um, Western countries, as you mentioned, take for granted, um, but a lot of countries in the Global South regions, developing nations, really utilize stablecoins for business transactions, daily transactions, etc. Can you touch up on how stablecoin growth has looked like on the Tron network and what it could potentially be utilized for or what the stable coins, whether it's USDT, USDC, which ones are really seeing a lot of growth on the Tron network? And where do we rank in terms of the entire stable coin market cap? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as many of you might know, USDT on Tron is, I would argue, like a top three killer product in crypto. Uh, in terms of actual usage, you can argue it might be number one. Uh, and then 2023 was a big year for USDT, uh, especially on Tron. The supply of USDT on Tron grew 46% year over year. And then although that number sounds great, it's even more impressive when you realize we're not talking about you know millions growing into billions. We're talking about billions already growing into more and more billions. So by the end of the year, uh, $46.3 billion worth of USDT was on Tron. And this represented approximately 50% of USDT in, in circulation. So basically what we could see is that as USDT becomes more and more popular, you know, this is directly benefiting Tron as Tron is the network of choice uh, for USDT up to 50%. I wouldn't be shocked if this number continues growing. Uh, but yeah, so what other stable coins do we see on Tron? Uh, well, for the most part, USDT is the, is the major one. It represents approximately 94%. Um, USDC was was large, but it, it actually decreased year over year. But that's also because USDC was the overall supply of USDC was decreasing, especially after um, the stuff with SVB Bank uh, back in March. So that that's not really uh, an issue localized to Tron. That's more of them uh, just broader market effects and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, one interesting thing that uh, kind of skipping ahead here, but. Uh, that I found really interesting was that RWA, so real world assets, have uh, grown in the number of billions on Tron. So through uh, STUSDT, so STT, STUSDT is a RWA platform that basically enables users to stake their USDT in a ROA, RWA contracts. And then the, that USDT gets allocated to real, real world assets and then they can earn a yield on it. Um, I think this is really, really big for Tron, uh, especially going forward, because, you know, Tron has $46 billion worth of USDT. Uh, I think people kind of overlook this fact, but like the biggest real world asset for crypto is stablecoins. Uh, it's been there for a while, so I guess a lot of people kind of overlook it, but that's $46 billion worth of assets that for the most part are being used for transactions and stuff like that. And I think really underexplored is that these assets are can also be yield bearing. Uh, so typically, you know, 
the issuers like Tether and Circle are the ones that get to capture the majority of the shield. But through the innovation of RWAs, that this yield can actually pass be passed down onto users. Uh, so just go looking at some of the numbers, some really impressive growth for STUSDT on Tron. So this protocol only launched uh, approximately halfway through the year in July, and by the end was able to attract a TVL of 2.2 billion dollars, which is really impressive. But what's even more impressive is that over $30 million in yield was rewarded from this protocol uh, in 2023. So that's really impressive. Uh, Gives a median APY of about 4.74%. So this is something that really excites me, uh, is that how can Tron continue to unlock the yield-bearing opportunities of these billions of dollars of USDT? Because not only do people need stable coins to transact with one another, but it's also a great way to continue building wealth. And especially with rates so high currently, it's a great opportunity, I think. Definitely, definitely. Um, okay, cool. So moving on now, I really want to touch up on, and we can always go back and talk about the key insights some more, but let's go into understanding Tron's technology a little bit because we talked about the resource model. Um, and you know, that's something that's very unique to a lot of people in the blockchain space. It's something that can be used to reimburse people um, almost forever, um, depending on how many, how much TRX they stake for gas or, or excuse me, TRX they stake for energy or bandwidth. And Feroz and Ejaz can also touch up on this as well and help you average. Joe, I'm sure you don't have the entire report memorized off the top of your head, uh, but if you do, that's awesome. But let's talk about the infrastructure that Tron has. If you could please explain the delegated proof of stake mechanism and the election process for super representatives. Um, that would be awesome. So people can really understand the decentralization that is really at the forefront of the Tron network. And then of course, for us and EJS, feel free to chime in whenever. Yeah, sure. So, so I can uh, kick off this conversation and uh, if other people want to hop in, they're more than welcome to. So, so basically Tron uses a delegated proof of stake uh, election mechanism for its uh, consensus. So this is a little different than, you know, take a proof of work uh, network like Bitcoin or even a proof, another proof of stake network like Ethereum. So basically how Tron works is that if you stake Tron, you basically get voting power and then you get to elect uh, super re- representative candidates to basically participate in block production and participate in on-chain governance. So every there is an election every six hours and then 27 super representatives are chosen to basically produce these blocks and vote on various different governance proposals that change uh, different parameters on the network. Uh, so this is really good because, you know, anybody can become a super representative if you get enough votes. Uh, if you want to run your own node, you just have to stake 9,999 TRX to become a candidate. And then at that point, it's up to you to, you know, try to get as many votes as you can. And then this is the occurrence of the elections every six hours, you know, let's say in a worst case scenario, you know, one of the candidates that's elected starts acting maliciously. Well, they are only going to be able to do that for about six hours because then, you know, if you're a voter and you're going to see, wow, this, this node is not behaving as we would expect it, you can just change your vote to another uh, node. So this is a really good mechanism to, you know, uh, keep governance simple, but at the same time, make sure that it's decentralized. And then obviously, Another important aspect, um, you know, is geographic diversity of nodes. So Tron actually has really good uh, geographic uh, diversity. There's about 75 different geographic locations where uh, 
there's no it's present uh the highest concentrations in china with about 21%. So even if, you know, 21% of nodes went down the network would still be able to function. And then uh the last thing I'll touch on is that, you know, more and more users and nodes are signing up to become candidates. Uh in Q4, there was over 400 different candidates. Uh this was a big increase year over year because the prior year there was only 380 uh Q4 and uh Q4 of 2022. So yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, as as time goes on, you want to see more and more people signing up to be candidates because that's great for network health. So yeah, if anyone else wants to jump in, feel free. Love it, love it. That's awesome to hear. Um, I'm I'm really glad you brought up the node aspect of it and how that's really important. And you know, we do have guests here, Change GPT and AI Tech. Um, and now that we're on the concept of you know Trans Technology, um, we can start with Change GPT. If you can touch up on you know, what you guys have been doing and why the Tron network has been so beneficial to you guys. Um, that would be great um, if you have the capacity to do so. Um, and, you know, why you're really working on, you know, building on the Tron network and what you guys are working on too. I think that would be a nice little uh, segue into you guys for a quick segment. Yeah, sure. Um, I think for us, we see it like in general, the the growth and um, the kind of direction Tron is going is very similar to our agenda and where we also want to be positioned. Uh, the uh, new markets that, as, as mentioned, uh, that don't exist in Ethereum and other blockchain companies um, are, are very aligned where we want to go. Uh, and for us, uh, we want to introduce the AI capabilities to the Tron community. Uh, as you know, uh, Tron has a ecosystem fund, which big part of it is for AI. And we want to see how we can supercharge projects and developers um, to use AI and use some of our tooling and explore and research and give also grants to projects that uh, use blockchain and AI. Um, so it's very pre pretty aligned with what we're trying to do. And I think also the community um, and, and where it's going, we want to be part of it. We want to participate. Uh, and as I said, um, big part of what we are doing is like uh, smart contract auditing and smart contract uh, generation and AI um, generation for uh, NFTs. And there are more to come in the next few months. And we want to see how we can utilize those products and, and give it also back to the community and how they can use it and build more and help us to grow together. Um, so that, that's pretty aligned, and that's why we're also sponsoring the hackathon, the hackathon, because we believe that's where innovations, innovation will come from. Um, you know, giving those tools, democratizing AI um, with the developers and the projects. Love it, love it, love it, and I think you guys can still hear me. Um, I thought I got rugged, but yeah, Change GPT, that was awesome. And then AI Tech, I posed the the same question to you guys. Um, why partner or collaborate with the Tron network? What's so unique about us? What benefits do you guys get from it? Love to hear that. Hey, um, happy to share. Uh, so with AI Tech, uh, we're really looking forward to be engaging with uh, project participants in Hackathon uh, who are at the forefront of uh, leading AI and blockchain technologies. Uh, we'll offer our GPU renting solutions, which is uh, one of our two projects that will be introduced later. Um, to back these innovative projects after the comp competition. Uh, this is to ensure they have the computational power they need 
Um, additionally, our second project, our AI marketplace, will serve as a go-to-market partner, um, providing a platform for these projects to uh, thrive and connect in the future. Um, our aim is to foster a more symbiotic relationship between AI as well as blockchain uh, within the Tron ecosystem. Uh, this will drive forward uh, technological advancements and uh, collaboration. Love it, love it. Okay, awesome. So let's continue to move on now with the discussion. And before doing so, um, I wanted to touch up on our um, stablecoin market cap because again, that's that's really important there. I believe the current number is nearly fifty-two billion dollars in terms of our stablecoin market cap. That's across USDT, which makes up the majority of it, um, USDC, DAI, um, BUSD, USDJ, and other sorts of stablecoins. To put that in perspective, I believe the entire stablecoin market cap of just crypto in general is around one hundred thirty-five to one hundred forty billion. So, the Tron network represents between thirty-seven to forty percent of the entire stablecoin market cap. Um, so I wanted to touch up on, um, again, Masari team, I know we might be backtracking a little bit, but I want to touch up on the stablecoin aspect one last time. Where do you see stablecoins really being utilized for just in, in a general sense from the Masari team? And where does Tron really fit in um, for you know new members of the audience to touch up on that? And then you know we have a community member here who can also talk about that a little bit. But Average Joe, if you can kind of touch up on that a little bit. Uh, and where Tron's market share really lies and kind of the bread and butter of it. Yeah, sure. So uh, definitely for Tron, the biggest use case we see uh, for stable coins is, you know, real world activity uh, that we touched on prior. You know, uh, in America, you're not going to a grocery store, a store like that and using stable coins to transact. But uh, take a country like Argentina, for example, where, you know, they're they experience high inflation, you're definitely going to want to use stable coins. Uh, in fact, one of my, my co-workers recently was in Argentina. And uh, one of the things he noted was that they actually use uh, stable coins a lot. And the preferred choice is pretty much universally USDT on Tron. So I think in terms of where the market currently is, uh, we see a lot of real world uh, activity and transfers of Tron. So that that's a little bit harder to track uh, data wise because you know you have a lot of off chain inputs. So really, the only way to track it uh, for our purposes in our quarterly is you know uh, USDT transfers, and we can actually see that USDT transfers represent uh, a vast portion of transfers on Tron. Um, over seventy five percent of transactions in Q four were actually uh, TRX transfers and USDT contract calls. So we definitely see the the current market makeup is a lot of people using stable coins. And then as I touched on earlier, I think the biggest avenue for growth, obviously, first and foremost, is uh, the actual usage of stable coins and the way that we're seeing it. Like in the grand scheme of things, uh, USDT on Tron is at the end of Q4 was four, 46 billion, right? That's still a, a very small number in the grand scheme of things. Uh, we're going to see the market cap of stablecoins increase as crypto becomes more and more adopted. And that's that's probably the biggest primary avenue of growth. But I, I think an interesting secondary avenue of growth, especially for USDT on Tron that I touched on previously, is real-world assets. I mean, that's $46 billion worth of uh, stablecoins that are, for the most part, not being utilized uh for yield bearing opportunities. So I, I that's why I touched upon STUSDT earlier. I think that 
is going to be very interesting. Uh, and hopefully, you know, other protocols spring up to incentivize people to, you know, use their USDT not only for, you know, transacting, but to actually earn yield on it. Uh, especially, you know, right now in the current rate environment that we're in, that this is a very interesting avenue of growth just because there's so much USDT liquidity already on Tron. Uh, Tron has pretty much done the hard part of attracting people to use Tron. So now uh, there's an interesting opportunity to not only, you know, get people to use uh, USDT on Tron to buy and sell goods, but to also, you know, b- build a portfolio off of it and start earning yield and making your assets go to work. Love it. And then for us, I think you have something you want to say? Yeah, well, I just wanted to build off of that. Uh, Joe, I, I really appreciate your insights on the stablecoin usage on Tron. And I think one key thing that you mentioned that really hit me was when your your friend from Argentina gave you the real world experience of this is what the majority of people are using, like not just a handful of people that I know that I've taught about crypto. It's people in their everyday lives trying to have a stable source of monetary value that they can know that it's going to stay the same value and that they can use it for everyday purchases. Um, And I think even for a lot of us on the Tron team, honestly, we had heard it a lot. We had seen people talk about it. But until you see it in person or you talk to somebody that uses it as like for that daily use case, it doesn't really sit, you know, 100%. Like you don't really comprehend it until you've experienced it yourself or somebody that uses it every day explains to you how important it is to them. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to like bring up that same example. I've had, you know, first it started with people at conferences telling me uh, specifically in in Latin America, um, Argentina, Venezuela, Brazil, they're using USDT on Tron, not only for everyday purchases, but even like business owners will use it to pay invoices or to pay their employees their salaries at the end of the week. Um, We did a conference. uh, We actually attended Binance Blockchain Week in Istanbul in Turkey. Um, And that was another very, very interesting use case where you can't make direct purchases using cryptocurrencies, but you are able to exchange cryptocurrencies. And so they would spend, again, you know, the what everybody uses, the majority of people are using USDT on Tron. They're trading it as a physical at a physical exchange store for Turkish Lira. And then they go spend that cash, you know, to, to shop or do whatever they need to do. And then whatever they have left over they can go back to that exchange store, put it back into USDT on their, you know, their Pundi account. Um, and so that was one of our partners, Pundi X, provides that service throughout Turkey. Um, and so I thought that was a really interesting solution. And we've seen this in Africa, in the APAC region. We've seen it, you know, in, in multiple countries in Europe um, and, of course, in Latin America. So there's a really big, like, global use case, uh, exactly what Average Joe said. You know, it's not just one or two countries or a handful of people. Um, We've actually had other data providers tell us that we've, I think the average holding is under $200 of USDT. So it's not people that are just hoarding a ton of USDT and a ton of stable coins to earn yield. Uh, Like you said, the majority of it is actually people sending money to friends and family, making purchases and just using it for their own everyday use case. Um, And that's really where our our power lies. That's what our bread and butter is. And so it's once you get out of the West or once you get out of the U.S. especially, you really get to see the use cases like explode. There's so many different everyday use cases that people use it for that are not trading, you know, speculative coins or purchasing NFTs or trying to earn yield. 
it's just trying to live your everyday life and it's something that helps um helps you do that and so yeah i i think really getting to to talk to people and to see it in 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 like first person is a completely different experience um and yeah actually i see score milk uh you have your hand up as well i know you guys have a lot of experience in exactly what we're talking about here so uh, i'm gonna just kick it right over to you score milk um it's our community uh, one of our members from our community and um so yeah i would love to get a little bit of insight on on how you've seen stable coins used uh in your everyday life and and within your community Hey guys, thank you for having me. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Scormook is a, a, a browser-based gaming platform for competitive gaming. So that being said, we basically have a lot of members that are in South America and Africa, and we see firsthand how much USDT or even TRX means to them. Um, just right now, we're coordinating an Africa event, and just sending funds and getting the supplies we need the banners the flyers um the media personnel the cameramen it's all being done with trx super easy to do uh send it and in a matter of i mean I, we're, we're in a group with uh with uh steven and hunter and in a matter of hours i have the banners already made up just sending you know trx from my wallet to to theirs but one thing that i also want to touch upon and this is more on a personal note so i spent a lot of my 30s uh traveling you know traveling with my girlfriend going to different countries and the reason why usct and tron is going to be successful is because it changes lives okay let's uh, back in 2010 it's it's interesting how uh, average show mentions mentions argentina okay i remember when i went in 2010 to argentina the exchange rate was four argentinian pesos to a dollar Okay, right now, the official rate is 800 to a dollar and the blue dollar rate, which is basically uh, the unofficial where you can get like a marketplaces and kind of like uh, under the table, I guess you can call it. It's about a thousand pesos for every um, for every dollar. So think about think about you living in Argentina and you've been putting away all these Argentinian pesos for 20 years. And all of a sudden, you know, from 2010 to now, that is worth absolutely nothing. Okay, Brazil is another example. Brazil, I went in about 2011. It was a dollar seventy-five. Uh, excuse me, a dollar uh, one seventy-five hay ice for every U.S. dollar. Now it's about five. It's not as a drastic devaluation, but still, you lost about 60, 70 percent of your value. So I think it's just net uh, natural progression that over time, you know, people want to safeguard their assets. People want to to make sure that you know that their money is safe that their purchasing power is safe so little by little they will continue gravitating towards usdt and then who is the best blockchain for usdt that's tron so by natural default i see the tron blockchain just growing just on that metrics alone let's go Are you here to hear folks okay awesome awesome love that score milk um, so moving on with that and kind of building on that momentum, um, Average Joe, if you can touch up on maybe the token value locks, the TVL of the Tron network, um, and let's just talk, kind of talk about our data in general, our transactions, TVL, et cetera, um, and we'll dive into that a bit more. But if you could talk about our token value locked and where that ranks in terms of the entire crypto market, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Tron is one of the most prominent protocols by uh, TVL. Uh, for Q4, uh, TVL and USDT ended at $8.1 billion. This was a 19.5% growth uh, quarter over quarter, quarter over quarter, sorry, and approximately 78% growth uh, year over year. So uh, 
TVL and Tron was definitely like a huge beneficiary of, you know, uh, kind of the return. Uh, I wouldn't say full blown bull market, but you know, 2022 was rough. And then, uh, 2023 was a good year and this was no except for, uh, no except Tron. Tron definitely was able to capitalize on the return of interest and return of value to, uh, the market and stuff like that. So this is very impressive to see. Uh, in terms of um, markets, uh, Tron is by far one of the top markets in terms of uh, TVL. Um, off the top of my head, hold on. I believe only Ethereum uh, has more and maybe uh, BNB chain. So number three, let me triple check my numbers right now. I'm sorry. Actually, Tron is number two. Uh, it passed BNB chain. So yeah, so Tron is the number two network by uh, TVL, and we see the majority of this TVL being utilized on protocols like JustLend, uh, JustStables, and Sun. So JustLend is a borrowing platform, Stables, JustStables is for stable coins, and then Sun is a, a decentralized uh, exchange. So so yeah, so um, one area of growth that I think is interesting for Tron, uh, there's a lot of DeFi TVL, but th- the majority of it is locked up in these three protocols. Uh, so one thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, towards the end of December, Tron announced a uh, $100 million developer fund. Uh, so I'm very interested to see in the different protocols that are come out of this fund. And obviously, as mentioned before, season six of Hackatron. So that's one area of growth that I'm going to be watching for Tron in uh, 2024 is that what new uh, types of protocols that can be built to leverage uh, this large liquidity base that Tron has built up over the years from being so useful for stable coins and now other stuff that's uh, going to be very interesting to watch. So that's that's one thing that I'm personally excited for. Absolutely. And yeah, and you touched up on it as well. We do have our Hackathon Season 6, which just started today. Um, we would love to see more people building and developing so they can have access to this massive user base that we have um, in terms of liquidity and just total user accounts. Um, so if you could touch up on our total user accounts, I believe we're over 200 million right now, 210 million. Um, but if you could touch up on that and what the Masari team found, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, let's start with the the headline numbers. So average daily transactions in uh, Q4 was about 4.9 million. Uh, this was a slight decrease uh, quarter over quarter, about 2.4%. But uh, Tron is still by far one of the biggest networks in terms of actual usage. If we go by average daily active addresses, we had 1.5 million different addresses use the network in uh, Q4. So, so really impressive uh, in numbers here, you know, these, this is, these are no numbers to certainly uh, slouch at. Um, We still haven't returned quite to the numbers that we, we saw, uh, you know, peak bull market of uh, last, uh, the last bull run 2021 and early 2022. But, uh, Tron has definitely been holding up. Um, it's definitely very impressive growth. Uh, and Q4 was like a lot higher than, you know, it was in Q2, uh, where, you know, that's kind of where we saw uh, bottom uh, in terms of activity data uh, across multiple networks, not just Tron. So, so yeah, so as long as we keep seeing uh, this increase in growth, uh, it'll be good to see. Um, obviously a lot of this activity is related to TRX and USDT transfers. Um, as score milk was saying earlier, like that's the primary use case and that's what the data reflects like 75% of transactions on Tron, uh, for Q4 were either TRX transfers or USDT contract calls. So essentially USDT transfers. Um, but 
that's not all uh, the growth. Uh, transaction category actually with the most growth in Q4 was uh, other contract calls. So that's basically any contract call that's not involving USDT. Uh, and that actually grew by 103% quarter over quarter from 112,000 daily transactions to 226,000. So um, definitely we're seeing increases in other types of transactions. I mean, obviously for the foreseeable future, USDT and TRX are going to dominate. That's the main use case, but don't let that distract from uh, other stuff that's been growing. Awesome. And, and just to clarify, that's 1.5 million daily active users that utilize the Tron network every day on average is what you were saying? Yeah. So so in Q4, the basically 1.5 million users were using the network each day. Uh, so yeah, so it's not... 1.5 million, uh, million users were using it was every single day on average. 1.5 million unique addresses were interacting with the Tron network. Wow. Wow. And where does that rank compared to other blockchains? Do you happen to know that? Um, I don't have that in my my report, but Mazari does have a great uh, State of the L1s report uh, made by fellow analyst Peter. I definitely recommend checking that out to get all uh, that data and stuff like that. Let me see if I can actually bring it up. But if you want to, I will get those numbers if you want to move on to the next part. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, Feroz, if, if, do you want to touch up on maybe the Tron virtual machine a little bit while Average Joe uh, looks up the state of L1s and where Tron ranks in that? Um, that would be great. Just kind of touch up on, again, just the Tron virtual machine, the resource model, and kind of the three-layer architecture that makes up Tron, if you have aspects to that, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, so the Tron developer machine, I mean, it was built off of, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that we had smart contract functionality. Um, and so it's it's very similar to the Ethereum virtual machine, which is why it, it is EVM compatible, um, but it is slightly different, right? And we've already talked about this, I think, in detail on this call. The main difference and probably the most valuable difference, in my opinion, would be the resource model and the fact that you can run transactions for very cheap. Um, you know, you get allocated enough bandwidth daily to be able to make at least, uh, I believe, two or three different TRX transfer uh, transactions for completely free. Um, and then anything that interacts with a smart contract will utilize energy. So a certain allocation of energy based on the amount of data that's going to be processed with that smart contract interaction. Um, so it works exactly like any other smart contract platform. Um, <clears throat> the main difference, you know, like we've said earlier, is the fact that you can actually stake your TRX and use it for multiple things. So I think what we talked about earlier was delegating your votes uh, to a certain super representative. And that way, um, you allow them basically to become a, a super representative uh, validator. Instead of just being a node provider, you can actually become the validator for the network if you have enough votes delegated to you. Um, and the cool thing is that I can actually stake what I what I personally do is I stake my TRX so that I have enough energy to run my transactions. But then I also delegate my voting to a specific SR. Um, so you actually get a double benefit. It's not like you can either delegate and have uh, a, a spot in the governance or a voice in governance of the network, or you can get the benefit of your resources, you actually get both concurrently. Um, so it actually adds a little bit more value in that sense. It does give you the option to 
have a say in how the network is run and you know you can see the uh the rewards history for all of the super representatives as well so you can see who's um, the most generous in giving the rewards that they earn as validators back to the voters that delegated to them and allow allow them to become the super representatives uh, a validator and so it's it's really cool like you can adjust it you can change your votes to to somebody else if they're rewarding better or if you just don't like the validator that you're delegating to at the moment um, and so you can always change your votes and delegate to whoever you feel most comfortable with while still earning your resources for your transactions um, another really cool thing which i think is is mostly useful for developers um, is that you can't um, or you can not only use trx as a as an end user and stake trx for energy as an end user you can also allocate some of that trx that staked trx to a smart contract so if you're building a platform a protocol um, an NFT marketplace, a game, literally anything that takes constant interactions with your DAP, um, you're able to stake TRX within your smart contract um, or give it, delegate it to your smart contract and allow that to pay for the transactions. Um, so I've seen people do some very interesting things, whether it's just allocating a certain amount of energy so that the, the, the costs are extremely low, like under a penny for their users, um, all the way up to um, you know, getting partners and investors to actually put some in and and put in a lot more TRX in their smart contract and provide completely free transactions for their end users, um, at least to a certain amount, right? Like once you start getting too popular, the costs start going up and then people will start having to pay for their transactions based on how much you have staked. Um, but it's a really, really cool feature and it just gives you a little bit more modularity on how you want to build your project. And um, if you're focused on onboarding new members first, then I think it's a really, really great way to get people to experiment and, and get their hands dirty and mess with your DAP uh, by allowing them to have some free transactions based off of the TRX that you staked. So um, I think it's really cool. It's a it's a really unique, uh, you know, virtual machine framework that uh, I know other networks have tried in the past, but Tron has been the one that's been, you know, up and running for, I want to say, six years now, I believe, since 2018 with no downtime. Um, and allowing people to just have fun and experiment and, and not have to pay a ton of money to be able to do that. Um, so that's it's a little bit of our, you know, our, our unique value that I, I personally do like and I like to talk about when we go to conferences and to developers, um, especially with the upcoming hackathon. I think it's really important um, to learn a little bit more about our resource model and about the differences in, in TVM versus a traditional EVM network. Um, and that's why for this season, uh, and I'll, I'll kick it back to Sam after this, but, uh, you know, for this season, we've actually allocated about $150,000 uh, worth of energy just to give to projects that make it past the qualifier round. We know that they're on mainnet and they're going to start, you know, attracting new users into our ecosystem and onto their dApps. Um, and so we want to make sure that they have the best possible way to get people to to get over that hump, right, to get over that roadblock of either I'm not in this ecosystem yet, do I have to like put a bunch of money in to be able to interact with this stuff or they're already in the ecosystem and they don't want to spend a bunch of money just testing out projects. Um, so this is a really, really cool way for us to get a lot more engagement and activity within our ecosystem and especially within the new projects that are coming in for season six of the hackathon um, is by allowing them to, to give free transactions without having to put their own money in the pot 
we're, we're going to allocate them some energy so they can get more users onboarded and and really getting in you know into their apps and and trying to see if this is something that they want to use long term um and so yeah i'm, I'm really excited about it I, I really like that we're focusing more on the unique value that the tvm framework provides um, and i'm really excited to see what that brings for for season six uh, and with that i will kick it back to sam Love it, love it. Thank you, Feroz, for that. Um, now, moving back to Average Joe, if you had anything to add on from what was just discussed or the uh, Layer 1 report, that would be great. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'll keep it quick just because we are uh, getting close to the time and there's some other stuff that we do definitely want to touch on. But just to frame it in perspective of how large Tron's daily active use is of 1.5 million are. So the the network that had the the most growth in daily active addresses in Q4 was Solana, and it grew 102%. And props to them; that's that's really impressive. But if you look at the total number, it was only 190,000. So uh, Trons was still larger by a magnitude of uh, eight to nine x than the largest gainer in Q4. And then you have networks like Ethereum, which was around 400,000, and then other popular networks like Avalanche and Cardano were below 100,000 for daily uh average active users so yeah this is really impressive growth from tron and i I think it really speaks to the nature of what user tron is servicing as was stated earlier that you know the average holding of usdt on tron uh is about 200 dollars. so it's it's not necessarily being used by whales and large accounts but these are being used by everyday people across the globe uh so that that's why you know tron is able to have such impressive numbers for daily active addresses because it's actually servicing, you know, uh, users in need and not, not, not to take away from any other networks because, you know, they're building great stuff and very important stuff. But I think that just speaks to the type of user that Tron has been attracting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, um, I don't think there is too much more we can touch up on for the time being. I would love to have um, our diamond sponsors for our hackathon talk a little bit more about what they're building, um, and then we will segue into just the closing remarks of the Twitter space. So uh, starting with ChainGPT, if you want to touch up on you know what you guys are doing, your involvement with our hackathon, and just in general, what ChainGPT is up to. Yes, sure, thanks, Sam. Um, I think, as I said before, our uh, very soon we're gonna release CryptoGuard which uses AI and different uh, third-party tools to indicate fraud on Web3, from transactions to wallets to websites. And I think AI will play more bigger role in fraud detection um, in the future. Of course, it's smarter than anything else. So that's where we're going to invest a lot and in how can you use um, AI to you know, detect fraud, uh, phishing, um, any any problem that you, if you're building an application that's already embedded uh, our auditor, uh, which is way smarter than any developer, of course. So we're gonna invest more on that. Uh, for the uh, hackathon itself, as I said, we wanna provide the SDK API, also credits, so projects can test our bots um, and, and different tools, how can they enhance their application with AI? 
Uh, we're going to give uh, tech support for questions, anything else. Uh, so we're going to be very available for the teams. Um, and basically, I would say the bottom line is, how do you make your application smarter, right? Uh, where's the future heading? And, and as you guys said, the ecosystem fund is also investing in AI. We will see more solutions, or AI solutions build on, um, on blockchain. Uh, the premise is, is similar, like how do we democratize data, um, you know, development, and how can we use algorithms to, to make it smarter? Um, so so that's, that's kind of the things we're gonna give and also learn from the developers and how we can improve our product and what we need to build on, on top of Tron. Love it. And then AI tech, um, if you want to kind of give a, a quick update on what you guys are building as well and your uh, involvement with our hackathon. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so at AI tech, uh, we're paving the way for a more convenient and secure future by providing accessible artificial intelligence as a service, uh, as well as blockchain as a service, um, and high performance computing power, as well as uh, an artificial intelligence marketplace. All of these cutting edge technologies that uh, we'll be uh, doing are powered by our native token, uh, AI Tech. Um, in today's podcast, we're also excited to introduce our two upcoming groundbreaking projects, um, offering a unique experience, a bit different from current offerings by um, combining both uh, artificial intelligence as well as blockchain. Uh, firstly, it's our um, GPU renting platform that revolutionizes the uh, GPU uh, renting process. Uh, offering individuals as well as businesses easy and affordable access to high-performance uh, GPUs for rendering uh, machine learning in multiple use cases. Uh, this, we're aiming to address the gap between uh, demand and availability. Uh, this will empower users with substantial comput computational power as well as uh, with a minimal upfront cost. Uh, secondly, um, our AI marketplace, uh, which connects artificial intelligence publishers uh, with, with individuals seeking um, to use these applications. Uh, users can buy these apps, uh, AI models, solutions, uh, and submit their own apps for sale on our platform. Uh, the platform bridges the gap between creators as well as users, uh, facilitating seamless, seamless transactions and fostering innovation within the uh, AI space as well as the blockchain space. Um, with uh, involvement, uh, we we're looking forward, as I briefly touched up on before, we're looking to uh, engage with the participants in the hackathon by providing them with our uh, solutions and services that will be coming in the future. Um, we also envision AI and blockchain converging in a transformative ways within ecosystems like Tron, uh, which uh, artificial intelligence can enhance uh, blockchain efficiency uh, through optimized uh, consensus algorithms and uh, smart contract automation. Awesome, awesome. Really cool stuff. And, and we will have another Twitter space, you know, in a couple weeks where we just talk about our hackathon and, of course, what ChangeGPT and AI Tech are building. Um, but with that being said, uh, thank you for that. Um, now, Average Joe, uh, I think before we end things off, maybe closing remarks from your end on the Masari team, if you want to, I guess, you know, I, I'm sure you haven't memorized everything you said, but if you want to just give us a broad, high-level overview of everything discussed from Masari's end on Tron before we end the space, um, just to kind of highlight um, the, the key things that make the Tron network, you know, the Tron network. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, 
getting back to my first point, uh, my first point is that Tron is one of the few uh, projects in the crypto space that have found uh, legitimate product market fit uh, through stablecoin, cheap stablecoin transfers that are accessible to anyone anywhere on the globe with a internet connection. Um, this is evidenced by the fact that Tron is number three across all networks and fees. Uh, you can only drive, you can only get a lot of fees if you're providing a value of service. Um, so Tron to me is definitely the clear winner in this category. Um, and that's its key product market fit. Uh, but this also enables other types of cool innovations that we'll see down the line and that we started seeing in 2023 with uh, USDT and real world assets. Uh, all this USDT on the network is a huge uh, liquidity boost essentially for the ecosystem. So very excited to see in the future where that takes us. And then uh, leave, leaving off on a more forward looking note, uh, very interested to see in what the future beholds. Uh, very, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the $100 million developer fund will be very interesting to see what comes out of that alongside the hackathon for new use cases and new DeFi and maybe AI related stuff. And that's something that wasn't actually touched on too much in the report, but uh, more information is going to come out later is that Tron will be making a Bitcoin layer two. Uh, so we'll, very interested to see where that goes. Uh, I think that's going to be one of the huge value unlocks uh, for this cycle is, you know, there's a ton of Bitcoin being uh in value similar to stable coins but you know it's expensive and clunky to use so uh being able to unlock all that value uh trillion dollars worth of value uh through layer twos and those types of solutions will be very interesting and maybe you know tron can do uh to bitcoin for what it did for stable coins absolutely thank you so much average joe and the masari team for joining up and uh, thank you change gpt and ai tech for joining as well and score more uh, or excuse me, score milk, not score milk, score milk um, for giving your insight as well. Um, with that being said, uh, thank you all for joining up. I think before we end things off, just be sure to check um, Hackathon Season 6. It has started today. Change GPT and AI Tech are diamond sponsors of it. Very grateful for them. Um, again, we have a lot of resources available for developers to start building. We want activity to be more diverse and various. Um, on the Tron network. So please, please build, build, build. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. And then again, uh, Score Milk, thank you for being here as well to kind of represent the community and everything that Tron is doing worldwide. Um, I believe Score Milk was also a previous Hackathon winner too. Um, so again, there is a lot of potential and opportunity with these Hackathons. So with that being said, thank you all so much. Stay tuned for more and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality, stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments, red down days. Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to
to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss and I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terrorist spaces. <laughs>